0: Coming up on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, Casey from All J is here to talk about the YJ he has going on that will be featured in Don Alexander's next book. This week in Jeep, we'll hear about how Jeep is going diesel for the next Wrangler and maybe even in the Gladiator too. In Wrangler Talk, Jeep Mama's pinion problems have reared their ugly heads and we're going to go ahead and figure out what's going on with her rear end. With Nikki G, well, apparently I've jinxed Nikki G with electrical gremlins and butter. We've got a whole bunch more show as well coming up, so stick around.
1: You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show.
2: With Jeep Mama.
3: Are you sure?
2: Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back. Strap in. and
1: brace yourself.
0: Whether you are upgrading your Jeep suspension, swapping axles, changing trannies, or just modifying your transfer case, one component of your Jeep almost always demands attention. That's the driveshaft. It's a critical link in your drive line and a sensitive one at that. A little off here, a little off there, and if you're not careful, you could find yourself in big trouble somewhere where you can least afford it. That's why you should put your trust in the biggest name in driveshafts, Tom Woods. Just go to 4xshaft.com
2: to find out more.
0: That's 4xshaft.com.
2: That's what I got on my Jeep, and I, I think everybody here, that's what what everybody's using, aren't you?
4: Yep, definitely. Yeah, my I, shaft's a woody, too.
2: Yeah, I love, uh, love the Tom Woods uh, drive shafts. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or you're, you're in anything but Jeeps, this show is for you. Josh, Tammy, and myself are here to inform you uh, and entertain you while we talk about Jeeps. You, gotta, uh, you guys got to forgive me a little bit. I'm still a little damp for my drive home today. Which, which I wouldn't have made home if I hadn't had a Jeep. Hi, I'm Tony, and boy, is it wet down here. Hey, I'm Josh, and I really hope that Tony is talking
0: about the part of Texas he lives in and not about his shorts. I'm not.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, You lost me. <laughs> no, no it's, lost it's, it is
2: my shorts that are wet. Oh. That's, that's what I was indicating there, okay, Tammy.
4: Okay, yeah, I know. I'm Tammy, (laughs) a.k.a. Jeep Mama, and I'm trying to find some room in my Jeep for some extra cans of purple spray paint.
1: Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep.
0: This Week in Jeep is brought to you by Amazon.com. If you're looking for a way to support the show, we have the perfect means for you to do so. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and press the big Amazon button there. You'll be taken right to Amazon.com. While there, anything you purchase will give the show a few cents a kickback while costing you absolutely nothing more. If you like what you hear, have gotten any benefit from what we're doing, well then please consider giving back. That's JeepTalkShow.com contact and look for the big Amazon button. Hey, and thanks in advance. Well, Jeep is going diesel. It's official. For the 2020 model year, the Jeep Wrangler will have a diesel option. Now, before you do your happy dance, however, there are some strings attached. No! I know. There's (laughs) always a catch, right? (laughs) For starters, it will only be available on the four-door Wrangler models and only with an automatic transmission. Although this may or may not be a deal breaker for some, that's not to say there won't be some engine swaps happening in the very near future. An interesting fact here, the new 3-liter V6 Wrangler motor and 8-speed transmission are the same ones found in the new 2020 Ram 1500 EcoDiesel. The Ram EcoDiesel trucks should hit dealer lots around the same time as the new EcoDiesel Wranglers, which multiple sources have confirmed will be quote-unquote late this year. While the Wrangler Diesel will offer the same 260 horsepower as the Ram, it will provide far less torque. I I know, I know, it's not fair. If the same engin- if it's the same engine and transmission, then why would it have less torque? Well, I don't have those answers quite yet, but we will get to the bottom of it. But before you go off storming off in a temper tantrum and end up kicking the dog again or something, the diminished torque isn't all that bad, actually. The Ram's EcoDiesel powertrain provides 480 pound-feet of torque, while the Wrangler Diesel will get you 442 pound-feet. Something tells me most of us won't really miss those 38 pounds of torque. I mean, we have nuts and bolts for F's sake that are torqued tighter than that. So, but despite the loss, the torque will be great, nonetheless, for hauling or towing heavy loads, and it will be super useful off-road. Now, as as far as the horsepower goes, well, it's not all bad there either. With a reported 260 ponies, which we believe is an underestimate, it falls in line with the 2-liter inline-four and the 3.6-liter V6, which have 270 and 285 horsepower, respectively. With such little separation in power from the three engine categories, I don't see this being an issue, especially when you take into consideration the impressive torque numbers. Now, as far as the actual specs for towing, pricing, and fuel economy, well, Jeep hasn't announced these numbers for the Wrangler EcoDiesel as of yet. But we should know all of this very soon, as it won't be all that long before these diesel Wranglers hit the dealer lots. Oh, hey, don't forget, Jeep has already promised that the Gladiator will have an EcoDiesel option next year as well, so be on the lookout for those and the
2: numbers related to that as well. So what's the what's the deal with eco-diesel? Is it uh is it uh, instead yeah, of rolling kind of- instead of rolling coal or you're rolling algae, do they add some food yeah, coloring right, there? Exactly. Is- <laughs> it, it is a, a much more uh
0: economical diesel engine than what you'd see in most of the you know larger full-size trucks. Now the eco-diesel um is going to have you know s- some selective valving going on to where you know it might shut down a cylinder or two. Uh, during freeway or, or you know, no-load situations. Um, and basically what it's going to do is is provide you that diesel sort of power and torque while giving you, um, you know, really good economy numbers as well.
2: Okay, so it really has more to do, uh, the eco is, is, it's not what I'm thinking, the politically correct uh, oh, uh, no. friendly tree-hugging type stuff. Uh, it's no, not Ford, that, it's economy.
0: Ford had, a, had an eco-diesel that they came out with, I think, around 2010, 2012, somewhere around there. And that one had a you know it had turned i think it was a six cylinder um eco diesel it turned off two cylinders while you were on the freeway uh, and did something to the timing and the valving and, and stuff as well so um, and basically what that did is it got you four cylinder fuel economy while you're going down the freeway but you had all six cylinders when you needed to tow or haul something and actually got decent gas mileage while doing so so i believe that fca is kind of following in those footsteps Trying to recreate a new version of an eco diesel um, for a smaller platform.
2: You know, I was well ahead of my time. I had a seventy-two Nova with uh, two dead cylinders in the a three twenty-seven <laughs> 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 that that I had no idea.
0: Trendsetter, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, I need more power. Well, despite the very. Or trekkie reference their car and driver this week dropped <laughs> a bomb on the automotive world with their latest spy shots and no it's not of the grand wagoneer one of their spy photographers snagged a few photos of a jeep grand cherokee Trackhawk prototype mm. with a massively more aggressive hood scoop and by massively more aggressive i mean bulbously and hugely more aggressive <laughs> yes daddy now, i don't know about you but that has me thinking even more power is in store. What else would you need that extra room for in that particular area? Now from these photos at least, it seems that a more powerful version of this already wildly powerful SUV is in the works. The web is full of people clamoring for guesses everything from a track hawk 2 to some guesses calling it the track hawk red eye meaning it would use the same 797 horsepower version of the supercharged 6.2 liter hellcat v8 that is in the most powerful versions of the challenger and charger hellcat models compared with the track hawk's current 707 horsepower version of this engine this higher output motor would add 90 horsepower and around another 50 or so foot pounds of torque to the already supercar-like numbers of this Grand Cherokee. This is, of course, all just conjecture. The hood scoop is the only obvious clue this prototype is packing something other than a stock power plant, so I suppose this could just be an experimentation in new body lines or trim packages. I don't know. But it's also possible that other improvements are going on that we can't see. Some experimentation that Jeep might be doing, they may be opting to, I don't know, beef up the suspension or brakes a little bit to deal with the extra grunt that a new power plant might be offering. They might be offering a whole new stance to the Grand Cherokee as well. We just don't know. And if it does indeed inherit the Red Eye name, it'll get different badging and such to differentiate it from the normal Trackhawk, of course. And don't think that it's going to be just a matter of choosing option A or option B. You're going to have to pay for that power. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's all too reasonable to expect a price bump over the current Trackhawk, Trackhawk starting price of eighty-eight thousand three hundred and ninety-five. Oh. <laughs> yeah, some are saying as much as a ten grand bump, meaning the most powerful SUV could set you back almost six figures. Now, it's also been speculated that the special model, dare I say, special edition, will likely serve as a farewell to the current generation Grand Cherokee, as the next generation SUV is scheduled to arrive the 2021 model year so until then we're just going to have to keep our eyes and ears peeled for more about the upgraded trackhawk
2: sometime during the next few months you know if they add any more power to this boxy like structure uh oh. it's going to be flying over vietnam dropping napalm <laughs> so it's just going to be just much like the f4 phantom it was a, a, a big bus that flew uh hypersonic not a hypersonic supersonic speeds Yeah, this thing is is
0: absolutely awesome. Um, The spy photos are pretty cool unto themselves. But if you haven't taken a good look at a track hawk, if you haven't watched some of the awesome YouTube videos that really showcase exactly what the track hawk can do. I go ahead and give yourself a few minutes of time and and indulge yourself because trust me, it's going to be worth it.
2: You know, just, just to, to maintain uh, the, the, the stance that I have on everything else uh, that isn't Jeep. This isn't a Jeep, folks. It's not a Jeep, but who the hell cares? With 707 horsepower, <laughs> it's got a seven-slot grill. It's, it's something I'm completely cool. <laughs> different than what a Jeep is,
4: but I like it. <laughs> but, you know, I am um, have the, the Overland version of the Cherokee for my rental car, and I don't know if I really like these new vehicles. Because, the computer like does everything for you.
2: Well, you're
0: spoiled, Tim. well, it's all drive by wire nowadays.
2: Oh,
4: is there, I mean, is there the a delay vehicles,
2: in, in the pedal whenever you go to give it some gas? Is, you, is there a slight delay in it getting in going? I, I'm sure it's it's measured by fractions of a millisecond, Tony. Um, but I'm going to say yes, absolutely. But 100%. cable cable people will know. I mean, and I'm not talking about TV yeah, cable. I, I'm talking about a cable going to the to the throttle body. You know,
4: you'll cable uh, guy. <laughs> sorry, I just feel like you're driving. I was uh, when I got home, and I was uh, telling my son, "I'm like, oh, you just veer over the white line just a little bit, and that you feel the steering wheel pulling you back." And he's like, "Mom, it wouldn't be a problem if you weren't such a bad driver." <laughs> oh, he has a he has a point, has a, no. But <laughs> it is. It's like you can even feel it like when you're you're sw- if you slowly switch lanes, it kind of pulls you over, and you got to pull it back. Um, I just I don't know. I just don't like all. And there's all these buttons for backup this and monitor well, I that. I don't remember.
0: I don't remember which episode it was in, but I I went off on on this whole topic the whole you know driver assistant this suite of driver yeah. assistant technology and everything I, I had this beautiful rant i mean several <laughs> minutes long uh and i actually have several people actually commented on it I, I got under some people's skins and there were some other people that were uh fully behind me right <laughs> in this but uh but yeah i mean it's just it's making people lazy and i i don't know it's it's Uh, It serves a purpose, I can see its benefit and everything, but I will never own a car with any of that sort of stuff in it. It's hard enough uh, driving a car that doesn't have a a throttle cable directly connected to the engine.
2: I'll I'll just tell you this, Uh, I'm starting to cuss out uh, the Echo over here whenever it doesn't do things I want it to do. So. Uh I think that whenever Mark Hamill just kind of told the droids to shut up in a nice way <laughs> i can I can really understand where this is going right. That thing was well ahead of its time where we just wanted anything talking to us that wasn't human to just shut up just I'm driving just leave it alone, you know. <laughs> Well, if
0: you have a news, tip, or response to any one of our stories, or you just want to share your opinion on something, be sure to let us know what you have to say by phone or even by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com contact and find out how to reach out to us. Hey, coming up a little bit later in the show, interview with the guy who's building the next Jeep featured in Don Alexander's upcoming book. It's Cody's brother,
2: Casey, here to talk about the awesome YJ that he's building. Coming up in Tech Talk, need to distribute some power in your older Jeep? Well, we've got a perfect solution, and you won't believe how cheap it is.
1: You're listening to a 4x4 Radio
0: Network podcast. You know, we're always asking to go check out the 4x4 Radio Network as well, and, well, it's for good reason. There's a ton of great shows there to check out besides ours, and be sure to tell your friends, too. We've got something for everybody at the 4x4 Radio Network. How about uh, the On the Trail podcast? Trail Chasers. Send us to your podcast. That's a lot of fun. Dana, the 4x4 podcast, putting out some great shows. Lots of great off road audio there for you. It's all for free. It's all in one place. The 4x4 Radio Network. It's 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there.
3: Shut up and listen. Shut up. Shut up. You don't show. Man, shut up, say. Hey, Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G Mama.
2: So we're going to be replacing Tammy in her Wrangler Talk segment with a a new individual here very, very soon. And Tammy, you're going to actually be be doing a new segment for us. Uh, Did we decide it was Jeep Life or uh, what did you
4: come up with? Um, I think Jeep Life is a pretty good idea. I haven't really... Well, you've been Black busy Jeeps. we could call, we could we could call it Black Jeeps Rock, right
2: Jeep, <laughs> well, we already got a promo for that, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, you've been real busy getting set up uh for your your overland trip, yeah. but uh, just to give you guys an update, uh we will have a new Wrangler talk host here very, very soon, but Tammy's not going anywhere well, I mean other than cross country uh she's still gonna be here uh in the show and uh talking to us and uh, keeping Josh and I straight
4: yeah, someone's got to right mm, exactly uh
2: uh-huh excuse um, me just how straight are we talking about here because there's
0: yeah. might be some um no i'm kidding i don't know where to go with that <laughs> but i would go with the
2: i curve a little to the left because <laughs> of the blue jeans um,
4: and you know sometimes tony when you say stuff i'm just like where's he going you're just, I know, where's he going like, just no he's not going he there take this? <laughs> i know and he did and there he goes so um we were talking about Tom Woods drive shaft earlier and um, I have a front drive shaft and Tom Woods um, custom drive shaft is one of my sponsors for this overlanding adventure that I'm going on with Neil and Sean wanted to um, make sure that I was taking care of my drive shaft properly and it was running properly because you have to grease your drive shafts and just, upkeep them or they're not gonna do what they're supposed to do so he wanted to make sure it was all running right and so He has all the faith in the world in Jeff from Adrenaline Off-Road and Jeff was helping me check out my drive shaft Which it is working perfectly because I was a good drive shaft mom and I was greasing it Um, So Jeff as he's checking out my Tom Woods drive shaft he noticed some excessive play in the pinion flange and he was thinking there's probably um some worn out parts in there, uh, maybe the bearings. Um, so i he goes, "Gosh, we should look to see if your your warranty is still um, valid." and um it is. I have two months left, and so I took it up to Adams Jeep, another sponsor of mine. And they looked at it, and they said, "Yep, there is some some play in there, and I believe they also heard some noise and So I brought the jeep back, gosh, Wednesday, which is why I'm in the grand cherokee um and they got in there and they found that the pinion nut was loose. um, they said it looks like it was hand tightened, um, holy crap i I know so which is weird because Jeff would have noticed that um, when he put in my drive shaft a while ago. They checked all the diff fluid and it's full and they didn't find any metal in it. Um, and they were just going to tighten the the pinion nut. And then they thought, you know what? No, since we're so close to the, the end of my warranty and I'm going on this big trip, they're going to get in there. Um, and hopefully I talked to them late this afternoon. And that's when they said they were going to get in there, they're probably going to to open it all up tomorrow. Um, and just to see and, you know, the, replace whatever needs to be replaced. And, uh, you know, I did say, can I have the old broken parts? Because I would be curious to see them. And unfortunately, I can't because anything that's, you know, worn or, or bad, they have to send back to Chrysler. Um, Because I'm sure their engineers will be looking over stuff and that kind of thing. So um, I'm just kind of in a a standstill wait um, while they they open it up um, tomorrow. But as they were checking over my Jeep, they noticed that the upper and lower ball joints are past um, Chrysler or Jeep's specifications of SAFE. Um, so they were going to just replace them with the factory ones. And I said, well, I go, you know, how much if I did, or would you do aftermarket? And they're like, yeah, I go, well, if it's not any more expensive, um, so it's for only $30 more, I'm getting some Synergy ball joints with gussets and they're going to, they're ordering those parts. Um, they also were going to do the transfer case fluid change because it's right around the the maintenance schedule for that and they noticed that the bolts holding on that stock um, transfer case are you can't get to them because i have smashed them up and so they're gonna do their little magic tricks to take it off it's that was no big deal but they just they tell you everything that they notice and then they noticed the passenger upper control arm was loose and so they're tightening it And this is a good lesson for me to go in. And hopefully when I'm out on um, my overland trip, um, Neil can, and we're going to do a video on this. We're going to, he's going to show me all the places that I should be looking and how to tighten them up. And everybody should be doing this with their Jeep, especially if they off-road. So I am hoping I'll get my Jeep back on Tuesday um, with all those upgraded parts. And, um, because of all this, Neil and I did a video on YouTube and I just, this is why I'm so excited to do this with him because he did like a little um, axle lesson for me and he did it on videotape and, you know, he was comparing the Norton 10 and a quarter with the Dana 44 and how the pinion works and the crush collar or, and Let's the leave. pardon, the crush uh, leaf. Um, well, he calls it a crush oh, okay. collar. I've always, yeah. I've always all, only over her yeah. sleeve. Yeah, tomato, tomato, Um, and then the tapered, um, the tapered pinion bearings, and how it all goes together on the pinion, and with the the, the nut that I was talking about that was um, loose. And I, you know, to visually see it is so much easier than when someone's describing it to me because I'm a visual person, and that's why sometimes it's hard for me to understand. Uh, when you guys are talking about things, because I've never seen these parts, uh, but it's it's a really good video. And um, if you want to see more on how all those um, parts go together on the pinion of the Dana 44 and uh, and all that, just go over to Jeep Mama, the Jeep Mama on um, YouTube. Just search the Jeep Mama, and it's the latest video.
0: Hey, Tammy, I'm, I'm kind of glad you, you mentioned something about, you know, not knowing about, you know, what something is and what it means and, you know, how it works you know where it goes, you know, all that sort of stuff. You know, we, there's something we haven't really promoted in a little while, something we worked on for, I'd say, the better part of a year or more. And that's putting together the world's largest glossary of off-road terminology and, and especially terminology that's related to Jeeps and, and off-roading. Uh, and you can find that on our website. In fact, if you go to jeeptalkshow dot uh, you can see it in the upper corner. We have a a little tab called Glossary right there, and uh, and that will take you to a, an entire li- a searchable list. In fact, um, of term terminology here that you hear on the show. So if if we say something, uh, for instance, like you know ball joint, or you know you don't um, know what a gusset is, you know something like that. You can go and search for these terms in our glossary, and this is a glossary that is full of terminology more so than any other place on the web. So you're not going to find as much terminology and their definitions uh, in one place as you will find in ours in the Jeep Talk Show. So if you hear something on the show, you don't know what it is, pop over to our website and look it up.
2: I wonder if we should add to to our glossary Jeep Mama. I, I just don't know what the definition would be.
4: Crazy... Purple-haired
2: lady. <laughs> I was going to say, what's, what's the alternative, want, crazy cat lady? You want to buy what? some purple yeah. paint? You want to buy some purple <laughs> paint? I got a case. So, Josh, let me ask you something. She mentioned yeah. the this synergy uh, ball joints, and 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 you know, we've talked offline about the the issues or my perceived At issues uh, yes. about about those. And you had uh, some similar uh, issues with the Alloy USA ball joints on yours. I don't know if I'm too keen on aftermarket, Tammy. I don't know that. I mean, you certainly, uh, you have advisors and, and, and whatnot uh, that, that you have other than us, uh, but I'd like to caution you. And, and Josh, you know, I posted up when I, when I was redoing uh, my ball joints here recently, yeah. uh, just how severely worn uh, the Synergy ball joints were, especially the lower one. Uh, and I had a few people say uh, 60,000 miles is, is about what you would expect from a ball joint and of course i mentioned that the ones that i had in there had uh you know over a hundred thousand whenever i changed oh, it wow. and they weren't yeah. they weren't having any problems i just wanted to upgrade it to a much better ball joint and for 300 bucks uh for the synergies i figured it was you know reading the online stuff but i yeah. was not happy with uh the the longevity uh of those uh, of those ball joints and i i i had upgraded the tires Uh, And wheels and lift and everything on the the stock ball joints. And they were fine until I replaced them not having to do so. And I'm kind of at the point now where I'm just going back with stock. I'm just going to do spicier from now on. That's exactly what I did, and for the exact same reasons. Uh, the Alloy USA, which
0: I at the time could not find a negative review on, uh-uh. I thought was a was a good choice, and had recommended them to I think our listeners and and even some friends of mine. Uh, two other Jeepers uh, and myself all went with these ball joints and all installed them within about three months of each other, yep. and uh, and theirs all had to be replaced within a year and a half. During that time is when my engine blew, and so my Jeep was down for um, for a, a, a period of time, um, and so I think that's the only reason the mine lasted longer than theirs is because they weren't getting they used, weren't using it, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but once the Jeep was back on the road, uh, found out rather quickly they they started deteriorating um, rather quickly. So, um, yeah, those those aftermarket what I thought was going to be good uh, aftermarket ball joints turned out to be garbage. Now that being said everybody's mileage is going to vary. So there was a chance that maybe the three of ours, we all bought them around the same time. Maybe they came out of a bad batch. It happens, right? You know, it's manufacturing. When things get made by the tens of thousands, there may be a couple few that end up not quite getting made up to par. So, uh, you know, I can make excuses all day long. In the end, you know, uh, my experiences are my own. Um, Tony's are his. My friends are theirs. Um, But, you know, uh, there is a common denominator here. Uh, and because of that, we all decided to go a different direction. Now, should that deter Tammy from doing what she's doing, going with a Synergy ball joint, going with an aftermarket choice uh, versus a stock one? Absolutely not. Her mileage may vary. She may get some great ball joints, and they last 200,000 miles. We don't know. She doesn't know, and not going to find out until you get out there and actually start putting miles on these things, and that is what the Jeep Adventure is all about. Finding things out, Yeah, sometimes you got to do it the hard way, But in the end, it's a good lesson learned and you get some valuable uh, experience out of the whole thing.
4: One other thing I forgot to mention, guys, when you were talking about putting me, uh, my name as one of the glossary names. um, I think it should be the mama of Jeep. Because when I got Stretch marks would be horrible. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) No, 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 no. Um, it was funny when I got, um, a package from extreme terrain, they sent me a shirt and a hoodie and it was addressed to the mama of Jeep. Oh, I know. Um, and and that's actually thanks to Neil. That's what he says. I'm the mama of Jeep. So I wonder if we put Nikki G's name in the glossary, what it will say. Oh, excellent idea. Um, Yes. So anyway, he's coming up later in the show.
1: Hey, gang, it's Allie from Canada. I feel like it's been forever since I phoned in and I uh, wanted to phone in and, and just catch up. I apologize for the quality of this call. If it's not very good. Uh, I'm on my Bluetooth through my truck. Um, anyway, I wanted to uh, to reach out and I'd like to see an interview, if it's possible, set up with the NB Expedition guys. If you see them on Facebook, um, NB Expedition, they're always posting pictures of, of being out camping and overlanding, and I think that there's more to that story than, uh, than what they post on Facebook. And it would be wicked to see an interview from these guys. Um, they make uh, some jeep gear as well, and then they do guided tours all over New Brunswick. I think it'd be really cool, I think it'd be a really fun story. So if you want to reach out to them, uh, find them on Facebook, I can help you as well. Uh, You guys are doing a great job I loved when Trail Chasers took over the show That was awesome Cody and that Trail Chasers podcast Is an awesome podcast They're so funny Definitely not a lot of Jeep talk But very funny, very relatable As a dad
5: and a married guy And it's very uh, up my alley So uh, (laughs) no pun
2: intended
1: Anyway, talk to you guys soon (laughs) Bye
2: Nicely done, Allie Nicely done (laughs) (laughs) Right up my alley, that was cool so as you guys know, we've got some stickers. We don't have a bunch, but we can give you give you a couple if you want to send us a self-addressed stamped envelope uh, and uh, we'll uh, stuff a couple of stickers in there and get it right back to you. Of course, we'd love to see those uh, pictures so when you get your stickers and stick it on something. Uh, Tony, uh, I, I need to interrupt real quick sure. here because I thought over the last week or so
0: I might have seen some people from the UK requesting stickers. Did we get some international
2: sticker requests recently? Yeah, we did, we actually did, and uh, I, uh, I I I've, I got a, f- a few things I got to do to make that happen. Actually, I think one of them actually has some uh, some folks here in the states, and they wanted the the address uh, that they could uh, send their self-addressed stamped envelope to. Uh, and uh, the friends were going to pick them up, and when they go back to, to England, they were going to take them with them. Actually, I oh, think right. they were they were talking about one sticker for uh, a vehicle in uh, Great Britain and one sticker uh, in France, which would be kind of cool, a worldwide yeah. Jeep Talk Show. And, of course, if you want to get our address, all you have to do is go over to com slash contact and find one of the ways to reach out to us and ask for that address, and uh, we'll give it to you, and then you can send us a self-addressed stamped envelope and get a couple of stickers just for you so uh i don't think we mentioned this last show we have a survey uh, that uh, you can go take and it's great to let you uh in a uh, what do you mean i gotta of a, do homework in a now kind of, what is this in a kind of a controlled environment <laughs> give us your opinion about the show so it's a, it's a simple 100 question multiple choice no i'm just kidding uh, it's, it's very short, and if you go over there, uh, also to jeeptalkshow.com contact, you'll, uh, you'll see where you can uh, uh, click the little button and go take that survey. And thank you to all that have already filled it out. I was surprised that so many people have found the show through doing uh, online searches, more so than Facebook or Instagram or anything else. And uh, one guy recently uh, mentioned that he found us on Reddit. I, I, i'm never on reddit i was just really surprised because you know I'm, I'm pretty much the person that puts everything out uh, for the uh, social media for the show and uh, here's the guy uh, so we were being talked about on reddit uh, josh and I, I would assume in a positive way well one can only hope yes <laughs> dealing with reddit <laughs> hey and of course uh we have
0: um other ways that you guys can support the show of course we love getting all the information of as to what you think about us uh, through the survey and stuff like that. But when you join our growing members of the paid subscribers, well, you're not only giving us a huge thumbs up for the job we're doing over here, you're helping to support the show that comes to you each and every week to inform, entertain, and yes, keep you company during those long road trips to and from work. And in some cases, working those long hours at work. I'm using that work phrase you're very loosely in this case (laughs) now we appreciate you listening to our show but now it's time to take it up a notch we need your help to do that take a moment and go to the jeeptalkshow.com website and click that subscribe button it's just about two bucks a month and it really goes to supporting the show and helping us do some really big things here coming up in the very near future
3: are you
1: running out of time for all that tech talk?
3: Oh, uh, well, yes, I am quite busy, Mr. Voice out of nowhere.
1: Then how about a quickie?
3: Oh, uh, jeez, I don't know. We just met. I'm really not that kind of...
1: It's time for Just
3: the Tip. Oh, well, you could have at least just bought me a drink first or something. Oh, hey, watch it. Oh, what are you doing back there anyways? With all
0: the aftermarket electrical devices now available for older Jeeps like electric fans, EFI, electric fuel pumps and ignition systems, there is a need for multiple battery and switched power distribution points. I know that might be a little bit over some people's head, but most of the aftermarket wiring companies sell fancy fuse blocks and distribution centers that make the engine bay of your old Jeep look like a JPL test lab. We don't want that. Distribution blocks have been around for decades, tried and true. Plain and simply get the job done with no bells and whistles. Some manufacturers have taken these proven pieces of underhood gadgetry and slapped a giant price tag on them. So when you need two or three points of distribution in at 25 to 40 bucks each for a logo and a name brand, it can get pretty spendy pretty quick. If you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know that I'm all about the inexpensive and all about ways to save a buck or two. So if you take a walk through the junkyard, you just might find these elegant little two-pin power blocks on any and all late 80s and early 90s S10 and S15 Blazers and Jimmy Trucks and SUVs. Pull a few of these off, very easy to find and get to, clean them up, and be sure to keep the hardware and the metal blade that ties the two studs of these things together. These things are easy to locate and you can get them for less than a buck a piece.
2: You're listening to Jeep Talk, Jeep Talk Show. Show, the one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house.
0: You know, Tom Woods has been doing only four-wheel drive, drive shafts, and slip yoke eliminators for 20 years. As an American family-owned and operated company, they provide solutions trusted by the weekend wheeler all the way to the rock-crushing rigs of King of the Hammers. If you have a Jeep, Tom Woods Custom Driveshafts has a solution for you. Using their Gold Seal Universal Joints developed in-house, you can count on the strength of your driveshaft at its most used and abused points. If if you're concerned about warranties, it doesn't get any better than their Gold Seal warranty. The Gold Seal Universal Joint brakes, they not only replace the joint, but also repair any consequent damage to the driveshaft itself from that brake. Tom Woods loves Jeeps. In fact, he has three highly modified Jeeps, so he understands your passion. So do his employees. Tom Woods custom drive shafts are always shipped completed, balanced, greased, and ready to install. They always pay attention to the finest details. Even with their 1310 series CV type drive shafts, they send reduced head bolts for ease of installation and a service tool for regreasing the center pivot point on the CV. If you've ever destroyed a CV, if you ever destroyed a drive shaft, you know just how important this is. Tom Wood started the company to create the very best driveshafts possible, and this model has continued through 20 years of service in the off-road community. Those same principles are being passed down to the next generation of off-road enthusiasts through his son, Sean Wood. When you research Jeep driveshafts, there's a reason Tom Woods Custom Driveshafts comes up time and time again. You can trust them with one of the most critical parts of your drivetrain. Visit Tom Woods Custom Driveshafts today. Just go to www.4xshaft.com today. And be sure to use the discount code when you're checking out. That's Jeep Talk18-1. Discount code at Tom Woods Jeeptalk18-1. From around the world.
1: Or from your city.
2: And sometimes just down the street.
3: how a neighbor?
2: It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. All right, boys and girls, here we are with another uh, Jeep Talk Show interview. Uh, Tonight, we're going to be interviewing Casey. Uh, Casey was born and raised in Southern California and is a welder fabricator at All J Products. All J specializes in Jeep maintenance, repairs, and modifications. Currently, Casey is working on a YJ that will be featured in a soon-to-be-released book as well as featured at the next entire booth at off-Road Expo and SEMA. I don't know about Off-Road Expo, uh, Casey. Well, uh, uh, thanks for coming to the show. And, and what is the, the Off-Road Expo?
5: Well, thanks for having me. Um, the Off-Road Expo is, uh, uh, you know, the name kind of describes it. It's just a big off-road show that happens at the, uh, where the L.A. County Fair takes place at the Pomona Fairgrounds okay. here in Southern California. Um, so it's just a huge picture affair. Only every booth has something to do with off-roading.
2: Gotcha. It's a California thing, is is is, is where I was going with that. Since uh, SEMA certainly isn't, and I had right. not—I not, probably have heard of the Off Road Expo, but I—I I don't recall right now. So, uh, if I wonder, I'm sure our listeners are wondering.
5: So, uh, yeah, sure, hopefully, there's some people that are going to make it out there.
2: So, unlike your brother uh, Cody at uh, from Trail Chasers, uh, <laughs> uh, you you're you're an active jeeper. I am. and uh,
5: Obviously, we, we, none of us get out as much as we, we'd like to get out, but I, I am.
2: Well, you have no excuse. You're, you're in the, the lap of uh, wonderful off-road trails. Do you get sick of those, those trails there, uh, Gold Mountain, uh, John Bull, and I'm sure many others that I, I didn't even uh, uh, even have a moment to look at while I was there the one day?
5: Right. And, uh, you, you can never get sick of them. I mean, there's, obviously, there's always two ways of taking the trail. And the trails are they're always changing too. rocks move um you know people go up there and get stuck, and they have to move stuff around next time you go up there. I don't remember that this rock being here or that rock being there, so um they're just always changing so it, it it's almost almost like a new trail or there's there's new features throughout the trail almost every time you go out
4: now t- Tony, you said that Cody is not an avid jeeper, well, he's not he's- a jeep owner. <laughs>
2: Oh. He, he moved to the dark
4: side. Yes. Yeah, well. Have you forgotten, I, Tammy? <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I didn't get what you meant. I ah, just gotcha. said, yeah, okay. Uh, um, however, his, his wife does still have a WK2.
2: Okay. Uh, well, he fails to mention that on the show, doesn't he? Uh-huh. So, well, so I guess they're still technically kind of in the Jeep
5: family, but that's not what he wheels.
4: So he's still, he's an active off-roader, just not an active Jeeper. Doesn't count, Tammy. I, I know, just <laughs> trying, to figure, trying to figure it
2: out. And I don't think that truck is, uh, is red either, so it's a, it's a double whammy.
4: Uh-huh.
2: Right. So on this YJ uh, that you guys are building uh, for, uh, for SEMA, now how did that come about? Why was it a YJ? I mean, I, I know Don has been involved in uh, uh, the, the JK uh, with the JK book. Uh, was it just right. a happy coincidence, or did you guys actually go out looking for a YJ? And when I say Don, I'm talking about Don Alexander, friend of the show, so of course I just call him Don.
5: <laughs> friend of the show, he's a friend of, of the shop that, that I work at. So uh, Don and my, my boss, the owner of All uh Quinn Thomas, they did a book uh, last year, it was released last year, it was all about the JK. Um, and so the publishing company, they designed. They came to Don and said, "Hey, we want to do a YJ book." So, supposedly, I don't know if you guys have heard this, or if it's happening where you're where you're at. Is uh, YJs are making a comeback? Oh, I didn't know that. People are people are putting them up for dirt cheap and and building them. It was just a little toy, you know. Um, so a, you know, daily, you know, like an ideal daily driver honestly.
4: So you guys keep <clears> saying all these. Letters, YJ. Uh. <laughs> it's a G show, Tammy. You need <laughs> no, to learn know, these letters. Not, not everybody the, will know okay. that, so I just. The YJ is, the, and what's the, Cody's what? The rectangle headlight Wrangler. Right. The
2: Wrangler mistake. Yes. <laughs> the, yeah, the a lot of people see it that way. Sheep, I don't. <laughs> the the black sheep of the Wrangler. Absolutely. Okay. And this is the one, but, uh, this is the first one after yeah. the, the CJ, the actual first Wrangler correct
4: correct yeah so we got the CJ um, the YJ then the TJ correct exactly there you go so and, and then you mentioned some letters for um, Cody's wife's Jeep what'd you say uh, Tony? WK2
5: which is like the newest Grand Cherokee
4: okay that's probably like well, the one the, I'm driving
5: yeah the newest Grand Cherokee
4: okay just clearing that up mm-hmm. for anyone who doesn't know all the ABCs. Of Jeep.
2: Okay. No, that's great, <laughs> Tammy, because I know there's people out there that, that don't keep up with it like we do.
5: Right. Right. It's just, it's some you know, it's a Wrangler or it's a or it's not, right?
2: Exactly. Yep. Well, it's a Wrangler or it's a, a Cherokee. You know, and I'm not talking about one of the Grand Cherokees. I'm talking about a proper Cherokee.
4: Right. That the but, older okay. Cherokee.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I happen to drive a Grand Cherokee. I wheel it. I It's my daily driver. I love it. Now, did you Wait, start
2: doing that because of, uh, because of Cody? Because, you know, Cody used to have I don't know if he had the ZJ or not, but uh, No,
5: he he had a WJ. Okay. Like a 99 to 04 was that was the year range of the WJ. Mine predates that.
4: So. Okay, so um, it says you're a welder fabricator at all J products. So Correct. what do you, what kind of stuff do you do?
5: Um. Well, the shop does anything from oil changes to full teardowns and rebuilds, um, suspensions, steering, you know, rims and tires. Right. um, Body, like, you know, fenders, bumpers, roll cages, everything. I mean, you name it, we do it. Wow. What's your favorite thing to do? Um, I, I really enjoy doing like suspension work. Uh huh. Um, it's just, it's, Satisfying or you know gratifying to make something and make it able to do something that's not really meant to do,
4: right? And um, I I tend to like that a lot. Did you um, did, were you always into off road and jeeps since you were a little, or is, how how did this come um, about?
5: I would say since around twelve or so, uh, my brother uh, Cody he got his first jeep a CJ7, um, and he took me wheeling up here in Big Bear. We used to live in oh, Ontario, wow. so he took me up here in Big Bear, um, off-roading, and then uh, he would just, you know, periodically take me on weekend trips and stuff, Pismo, Glamis, things like that, and that's that's where I kind of got it from.
4: How much older is he than you? Uh, he's about eight years older. Oh, wow. I, I wish my kids were like that with each other.
2: I don't uh-huh. know. Okay. I, that,
4: that's kind of a um, a, a large a large
2: difference there. And, and yeah, I, bet about, I bet you Cody got in trouble. I bet you Cody got in trouble a lot of times whenever he was uh, uh, picking on uh, Casey. <laughs> uh,
5: yeah. Well, and I got to learn from him. Like, I saw my brother get in trouble for that. So I'm still going to do it. I'm just going to try harder not to get caught. That's right. right you know, exactly. <laughs>
4: you learn by his mistakes. <laughs> Be a little smarter. <laughs> that is really yeah. cool that he took you out to do that and that, you know, you got bit mm-hmm. by the bug. My first Jeep was a, a CJ7 that I bought from him. Oh wow! He made you buy yeah. it, Cody. <laughs> shame right? on you! He should have <laughs> given know. it to you.
5: I bought it like around my birthday.
4: I oh, it that's a double whammy. Yeah, oh, we're <laughs> going to have to talk to Cody about this. I think he owes you a Jeep. There we go. So yeah. Casey,
2: getting. Uh, I'm sure. So Casey, getting I'll back get a to text the message or something after years. Yeah getting back yeah, to exactly. the the YJ that you guys are building uh so yeah. this uh this YJ came about and uh, there's a there's a book going to be written about it i'm sure it's actively being written uh what year yeah. YJ is it uh and, and and what kind of things have you guys done to it if it if you can if you can re- release that information we don't want to re- spoil the book of course
5: no no absolutely um so it's a 94 uh it had the 2.5 uh motor manual transmission um, as we're doing photos and, and stuff like that for the book, it kind of went through stages. There was a lot of things that went on the Jeep and then came back off of the Jeep. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, started out, it was, it was bone stock. It was actually, it was quite beat up. Um, it had been rolled, well, not really rolled. It had been set on its side, wow. um, on off-road. Um, uh, so we did a, a Rubicon Express spring under and then a spring over lift, um, after that came off, we eventually did a uh, rock crawler long arm with coilovers. Um, it had stock axles in it. We yanked those out and put in some uh, Currie uh, Rock Jock 60s. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. So uh, with ARBs. Right. Um, so so was this? They also,
2: were these changes part of the book, or did you guys uh, just couldn't decide what you wanted to do? <laughs>
5: You know, this was part of the book. It, this was kind of like the end game of the book. It was, you know, um, a lot of it has to do with um, some maintenance stuff and then uh, um, a lot of the aftermarket support for the YJ, a lot of it being not as extreme as, say, a, you know, coilovers and long and arm and things like that. So a lot of the stuff we did was something that maybe your average Joe would do in his driveway or in his garage. Mm-hmm. And then... Once kind of that those stages were complete is when we decided, okay, let's kind of really go full bore at this thing.
2: Mild to wild. The arms in yeah. The yeah,
5: exactly, mild <laughs> to wild.
2: So if you guys aren't, aren't um, familiar, the YJ comes with leaf springs, both on, both on front and rear. So when you, you said you, that you did the uh, over and under uh, lifts, you were talking about positions of the leaf spring above or below the axle, correct? Per, yeah, correct. Because you get a little gain if you put those uh, those leaves on top of the axle. Because I think they come below the axle uh, from the factory. And, and, and right. didn't they do that to try to minimize uh, uh, leaf spring wrap under uh, you know torquey situations?
5: Yeah, they they did. Um, you know, the whole spring over um, deal was something that you could do that was very inexpensive and, and gain some lift without having to buy new springs or you know things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I know a lot of guys that are, that wheel YJs with leaf springs, and they 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 do quite
2: well. You know, well, leaf springs are amazing. Uh, it, it's they're not a bad thing. Uh, the coils certainly ride better,
5: right? They get a bad rap, you know.
2: So when you guys went to the the coilovers, how did that? I, I would assume the biggest uh, thing that you would see there would be flex because the 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 leaf springs are are, are uh, very restrictive in how much flex you can right. do, as opposed to the the coilovers.
5: Um, it's yeah, night and day. I mean, it's it's astonishing. This thing flexes quite well. You know, matter of fact, I'll have to maybe send you guys some photos or something. Oh yeah, uh, when we had this thing flexed with like a forklift and whatnot, um, it, it it does better than we thought it was going to do. But honestly.
2: So uh, who gets um, to take the YJ home at night? You know when it's drivable.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the YJ sleeps at the shop. Yeah. <laughs> if, it Aww, it, if it doesn't have its If it doesn't have its its uh, cover on it, then it's in the shop.
2: Oh, good. So uh, yeah. did you guys do body work on it? I mean, are you guys really making this into a show vehicle? Uh, I mean, oh, absolutely. All the, all the um, good stuff that you got on there. You know, Roy's going to be focusing on this. I didn't even think about the outside of it.
5: Yes. Yeah, so, well, it has a Campbell Enterprises uh, hood on it, so it's a fiberglass hood with the uh, fenderettes, sort of uh, they're molded into the hood. So there's actually no front fenders. We yanked the whole front fenders, um, and then it has Savvy corners, uh, Savvy sliders, and uh, rocker panels, and then uh, Savvy doors as well, all aluminum.
4: Now, is Savvy a brand of something? Yes. Or a company? Yes. Okay. And did you, means, you say Fender? They make fender. a lot of
5: stuff for your JK.
4: Okay, I had never heard of them until just now. Um, okay. You said, did you say Fender et? Did I yeah, hear you Yeah, Fender et right? So, um,
5: picture uh, the Fender, uh, like the, that creates the wheel well. Right. So that whole section of metal, all the way back to the firewall, is gone. Okay. And as the hood comes down towards where that fender would be, right? Uh, it it flares outwards almost like a fender, but it's part of the hood.
4: Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Is yeah, is that something you could buy, or did you guys just? Yeah, absolutely. Had... Okay. Uh, Campbell you Enterprises. Something every day. Campbell Enterprises. Enterprises. Yes. So Tony, you know I'm going to have to get online, and I'm probably going to go shopping now. <laughs> well, that's the whole <laughs> I don't point, know, Tammy. Savvy Campbell, all these things. I know. I've never heard of them. To max those
5: cards up.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, that's one of the great things about uh, about our show. At least I, I hope it is, uh, where we introduce people to these uh, these new names. Uh, right. You know, if they're, if they're if it's new to Tammy, uh, it's going to be new to a lot of our uh, listeners as well. So, uh, what color are you guys going with? I've got yellow in my head for some reason. I don't know if I've seen a picture of the of the YJ already um, it, or
5: it is it is bright orange.
2: Ah, okay, and and we know um, what the and we know what a major color of orange is, right? Because you got to mix red right. with yellow mm-hmm. to get that that bright orange, Tammy.
5: Yeah, we were <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of I'm, deciding, I'm looking at, I'm looking at we hoods, to Tony? Don't distract to, me. Uh,
4: I'm sorry, what? No, I was just saying, I'm looking at hoods right now. Don't distract me. <laughs> um, Go ahead.
5: We were Go trying ahead. to decide what color to do, to, to do it. And this was all kind of leading up to a photo shoot that we had done, which eventually became where we got the pictures for the cover of the book. And we were thinking we needed something that just popped, you know? Right. Um, we didn't want it to blend into the background or, just be another white jeep or just another black jeep or you know so um somehow we thought hey orange looks good on the cover of a magazine you know so let's do it that and then that's that happened now there's a lot of the oranges gone because we replaced the doors which were original doors we replaced those with aluminum um and they're going to stay just raw aluminum as well as the corner guards are going to just stay raw aluminum. So um, a lot of the orange is gone. However, we just built a custom cage for it. So to make up for the lack of orange, we're having the cage powder-coated orange.
2: Oh, of course. <laughs> it has to be. It's so a we got
5: to put, <laughs> so put some back, you know?
2: Oh, yeah, of course. So uh, now now you guys are going to be in the, the Nixon booth uh, at SEMA. Uh, so that Correct. absolutely means you have to have the Nexen tires, and I'm I'm sure you're going with the Rodian MTXs on this. Uh, so are, are you going to be doing the 37s uh, on there, or, or maybe b- bigger absolutely, than that?
5: Yep, uh, the 37, 12, 50, 17s on uh, Raceline B box. Uh, those Rodian MTXs just. Uh, we took this thing out through an area called Cougar Buttes. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that. Um, it's just down the backside of Big Bear, so the north side of Big Big Bear okay. and uh, we hadn't even hooked the lockers up yet and uh, this thing with a little four-cylinder manual just crawled right over anything we wanted it to.
2: You know so, I assumed that you guys were going to go with the straight six but you guys are keeping the four-cylinder.
5: No actually that's what I was getting to that. We just put a 5.9 out of a Grand Cherokee.
2: God bless you. <laughs> <laughs>
5: So we had a 98 uh, Grand Cherokee Limited with a 5.9. Uh, we pulled out the motor and trans and slapped it in there.
2: Now, uh, Cody will probably have some uh, some warnings for you about uh, making sure there's oil in the motor.
5: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he definitely had uh, an issue with the WJ and, and uh, no oil in the motor
2: yeah I think, like a, a I think that was like a hard
5: way that think that was like a four six
2: I think that was like a four six or something he was running on that one four
5: but, uh, four seven yeah four
2: seven yeah, so <laughs> uh yeah they they tend to in the motor they they tend to run better that way, Tammy, you're aware of this, right
4: yes, Tony, I know <laughs> 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 but you don't put it where the gas uh, goes right no,
2: no, no, not unless it's a two stroke <laughs> right, right. Yeah,
5: don't
2: mix it. All right. So you're going with the the Rodian, um, yeah, the 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 Nixon Rodian tires, uh, and uh, that's uh, you know I just yeah I'm gonna have to get some pictures of this because uh, I've seen some early ones, but I bet you guys have made uh, lots of changes here recently. Uh, SEMA, if you guys aren't aware, come is happening in uh, in November every year, or happens in November every year, and uh, I think it's uh, starts on November fifth this year. Uh, and, Correct. uh, I'm, uh, I've got this, uh, signed up, got Jeep Talk Show signed up to, uh, to be in SEMA. So, uh, hopefully, uh, are, are you going to be there personally, uh, uh, Casey? Yes, that's the plan is
5: for me to be there. Uh, you know, things change and shops get busy and whatnot, but the plan for, for right now is for me to be there.
2: Right. So you need to put a, uh, rekey that vehicle and only have one key. So, and you <laughs> hold on to it. <laughs> right. Yeah. i have a, c- a secret key. A secret key. <laughs> so, so is there... I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tammy.
4: I was just going to ask uh, about the Nexen tires. Have you driven with those tires yet?
2: Yes.
5: Um, do you, the way do we, you love we them as much as Tony? To sort of, we came to have a... The way we came to have a relationship with Nexen was they approached Don Alexander to do some tire testing on a new all-terrain they were coming out with uh, a few years ago. And so Don being a friend's uh, with us at the shop we needed some help so me and uh, my boss Quinn went out with Don, with Don's Jeep and about I probably 30 tires so, uh, set from several different manufacturers and just spent the day doing various trails, switching tires doing the same trail oh, getting over and over again wow. and then uh, they were getting ready to do the, the Rodian MTX they wanted to do the same deal, and that's how we kind of got hooked up to Nixon.
2: Were you the poor slob that had to change those tires out for the testing?
5: I definitely was. <laughs> oh <laughs> Lord! <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I Jack. Re- I don't know if you've ever used a floor jack with metal wheels in the dirt or sand. <laughs> oh no, God, rocks. no! <laughs> it's not fun.
2: Now there's a meme talking about you know can lift uh, multi multi tons but can't uh, get over a zip tie on a, a shop floor. So yeah, I can right. I can well imagine.
5: <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. But uh, next, and they been more than than uh, gracious. They've been great to us. They, um, it's a, it's a sort of an early young relationship. But it's, uh, it's definitely a great one. It's starting out great.
2: You know, I was really impressed with uh, uh, Nexon having uh, having us out, uh, inviting us to come out to uh, to, uh, to an event there at uh, Big Bear Lake. And uh, mm-hmm. But frankly, and, and it's, i got to be honest about this, that would have been very nice. I would have said thank you. But if the tires had sucked, I would have told them to suck it. <laughs> because if they don't have a good product it's not it doesn't matter how nice they are uh i mean you know uh (laughs) i was blown away i mean um just it's just an amazing thing and and i kept asking uh one of the uh one of the folks uh, one of the nexon folks that was there uh how did you guys do this if if this tire works (laughs) this good why didn't somebody else do it
5: you know Right, they don't suck.
2: That's for sure. Oh God, no, they were just amazing. I mean, it was point and shoot. Uh, what's the mm-hmm. What's the uh, the Jeep rental place that's there in Big Bear? Always a brain fart on their name. Uh,
5: the Big Bear Jeep Experience.
2: There you go, Big Bear Jeep Experience. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I drove the TJ. I, I would assume they. I've they don't have more than one. Maybe they do, but it's kind of a, a silver TJ. No, uh, the the LJ. The LJ is
5: the one you drove.
2: Oh, was it? It didn't look like it was long. It looked like a, a standard TJ
5: no it was an lj we were still in the middle of building the tj when you guys went out <laughs> That's that's why i wasn't out there i was building the tj well I took a, were out having fun
2: i took a picture of it i'm gonna go back and look because that that <laughs> looked a lot like a tj to me but i'll take your word for it that thing was amazing just amazing and uh i actually got to use uh the arb lockers which i'm putting in my uh my xj and mm-hmm. uh it, it World of dis- difference. Also to a world of difference when you try to steer the damn thing with it locked in the front.
5: Right. Mm-hmm. Lockers go a long way.
2: So you guys actually build those those Jeeps for the Big Bear Jeep experience?
5: Yes, we... Um, so, Desi, the owner, he first came to us and he had uh, three JKs and a TJ and they were all previously built. And uh, he was not pleased with how they performed. Mm -hmm. And so over time, we were just, you know, fixing stuff and fixing stuff and fixing stuff. As you can imagine, you take uh, obviously the people that come up and rent his jeeps have little to more than likely no off-road experience whatsoever. And they're going out on some pretty hard trails. They're doing Gold Mountain and John Bull and things like that. And uh, they're these things get used hard. Oh, I'm sure. So we were just constantly fixing stuff. And finally, Desi stepped up and got all Curry lifts for him. We did a, actually a savvy mid-arm on the LJ that you drove and on and the TJ. Curry lifts on the JKs. Um, he put uh, RockShox 60s under every all of them, all five Jeeps. Um, and Vex and Rodian MTXs. Thirty
2: sevens
5: mm-hmm. on all five of them.
2: Yeah, I saw the anti-rock sway bars, both front and rear. Uh, I yep. did not did not take note of the shocks, but I, I did say they had. I did see uh, they had uh, external reservoirs, I believe. Uh, and He's I wasn't
5: king shocks on all of them.
2: And I I didn't uh, I knew they were Curry axles, but I did not know if they were '60s or not. So you just answered yes. that question. So. Uh, but fantastic Jeep, and uh, congratulations on how well built it is. I mean, I know it's easy when you get good products to to put on there, but oh my God, the thing was phenomenal. Other than uh, the uh, the oil pressure light uh, coming on, which I'm sure you guys had nothing to do with.
5: <laughs> right. <clears throat> well, that's good. I'm glad you had a, a good time. that's, oh, uh, that's it, definitely one of our favorites.
2: It was wonderful. Uh, you know, I I was I was planning on getting uh, driving the J K or the J K U, but. I, I was just, uh, we have TJs here at the house, so uh, to mm-hmm. me, it was just like, uh, you know, driving my wife's Jeep, but, you know, on steroids. The the biggest problem right. I had with that uh, with that Wrangler was getting my fat ass up in the seat, because <laughs> that is hard to get your leg up that high. I, I think I tried three different types of ways of getting up into the Jeep uh, gracefully, right. and it just wasn't happening.
5: Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not low to the ground, that's for sure, so no. it, it, you got to... You know, kinda of take a running jump at it
2: to get in. It's the way God intended Jeeps to be, high and go anywhere. <laughs> right.
5: I'll i have to tell Desi you should start carrying some of
2: those little uh step little steps. Uh, yeah. Step stools, yeah. Fat Fat Man Steps. So, uh you know, we haven't we haven't mentioned uh the, the book that's coming out, I don't believe. Uh now the uh the Y J book, but what, what is the name of this book? I mean, I want people to be able to find this when it comes out.
5: Um, it's the Jeep Wrangler YJ by FA Designs. Uh it'll be released mid November. I don't have an actual uh specific date, but it will be mid November. So maybe towards the end of November start checking um uh, Amazon for that. Uh, Google it up, Jeep Y J. Jeep Wrangler Y J Sorry. So
2: well, this will be um, a, a perfect Christmas gift for that uh, that Jeeper you that you're buying for or even there yourself. You go. Uh, and uh, Don Alexander is uh, is uh, the author or one of the off- authors on the book, and you know you know Don right. Alexander from from the show uh, here, guys, uh, the uh, Jeep four x four school out also out there in uh, Big Bear uh, Lake, California, uh, and uh, so uh, we had him on uh, a year or so ago talking about the uh, the JK book, so. If you if you bought that one or if you thumbed through it, you'll know uh, what to expect in this uh, this YJ book. And this is wonderful. I'm glad you guys are hitting these things. Do you think there uh, there may be an XJ book in the works? I you know
5: uh, I'll you know what, I'll, I'll do I'll do you a favor and I'll push for an XJ book. I told him I was pushing for a VJ book and I would just donate my ZJ. Uh, See, we're thinking the the,
2: we're thinking the same way because I then was then thinking then, about shipping the XJ up there and getting some Curry uh, <laughs> Rock Jock '60s on it. You know, for the book. Just helping right. out. <laughs> well, you know
5: what? As soon as I hear anything about an XJ book, you'll be the first one I talk to.
2: Oh, thanks. That'll be before you talk to your brother, right? Yes, <laughs> he's on the dirt side. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Casey, thank you very much for being with us tonight. And uh, just want having me. Yeah, just want to make sure you guys know uh, that you can uh, find out more about All J. Just go over to Facebook and uh, do a search for All J. Kind of like Jason or Jan that kind of J, all J products, uh, and it, it kind of goes on from there. It says Big Bears Jeep Shop and 4x4. I think you can just do a search for all J products and you'll be able to find it, but it is that rather long uh, thing there on Facebook. Uh, so uh, you can go over there and find out. And, and, and Are you guys doing updates on the YJ there on the uh, on the Facebook page?
5: We do. Uh, actually, currently right now, nothing's happening to the YJ uh, because it's down at Gibson getting uh, full exhaust put on.
3: Oh, jeeps so don't need it exhaust.
5: We shifted to them, on, uh, <laughs> to them for, uh, Monday morning, and then we'll get it back. Uh, we're supposed to actually get it back tomorrow evening, um, and then there'll be some up, some posts coming after that.
2: Well, this is you know this is great. I'm I'm really going to enjoy. I've been to SEMA once, and that was back in 2013, and I'm going to have all these online friends that I've never met that uh, I can go and visit. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully uh, um, hopefully you'll get to go there. I know Cody's going mm-hmm. uh, with uh, the yes. trail chasers. So, uh, And
5: uh, Nixon actually is going to have uh, several booths at FEMA. You
2: know. Oh, really? That's so So YJ
5: will be at the one that's near the south entrance. Sort of as you come in the south entrance, it'll be in that area there.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to get hooked up on, uh, on Facebook so that we can uh, communicate and find out where, where everybody's at, uh, well before the event. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, so excited to actually be going out there, uh, representing the Jeep talk show, uh, as, mm-hmm. uh, as is Cody okay. uh, doing the trail chasers this year, uh, as well. So that's great. Well, anyway, uh, I, I'm rambling on, uh, as I, as I often do. <laughs> so, uh, again, Casey, thank you very much for being with us. And, uh, we'll uh we'll be watching in on the the facebook to see uh, what's happening with the yj absolutely
5: thank you again for having me it's, it's been great
0: A hey, big thanks to casey for taking the time to talk about the yj's building pretty cool that thing is going to be world famous here pretty soon <laughs> hey do you have an idea for a guest do you work in the off-road industry or maybe know somebody who does maybe you would like to be a guest here on the jeep talk show everybody's got a jeep story to tell we want to hear yours just go to com slash contact right now and share your idea for our next great guest. Who knows? Very well could be you on the show
2: next week. And coming up next week, Andy from Warren Industries will be here, and you don't want to miss this one. Now, we've had Andy on before, and uh, we reached out, and uh, Andy said, sure, even though Josh didn't show up uh, to do the tour of the Warren plant dare you? In, uh, <laughs> in Oregon, <laughs> he said, I'll do it anyway, so... Despite all that.
3: <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And I uh, gotta say, Josh, you jinxed me. Uh, this week I was having an electrical problem in uh, Wendy's Jeep. It seemed the turn signal would flash fast and slow then sometimes not at all, then sometimes whenever. And I would do it, even when the key was out of the ignition, the turret signal would still operate. And uh, when you turn the headlights on, it would would flash real slow, sometimes stop. It it was a mystery. And I was all ready for a big, long electrical uh, diagnosis, and Nick ain't no good with a test light. But all it turned out to be, I started at the easiest place first, and it turned out to just be the relay. Put in a new relay, and uh, everything's fine. So uh, I hope your electrical problem is just as easy. But uh, that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you I've heard a real vicious rumor about butter. Yeah, but I've decided not to spread it. (laughs) All right, boys and girls. I'll chat to you later. You have a good one. Bye. Did you notice
2: that background noise? I mean, I know this will be a timely reference, but it almost had kind of like the original uh, Outer Limits uh, noise in the background whenever they open the show. <laughs>
0: Oh, I, I didn't think that he was running the, uh, the Dolby B noise reduction on the, uh, for the anti-tape hiss.
2: That's his, uh, his head in resonance when he doesn't wear the aluminum foil hat from oh, the, uh, the, from what the signals. Oh, that's we're picking
0: up some, uh, some background <laughs> radiation from the mothership. Yeah, okay.
5: You must have needed this every day. I need
1: it! It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep.
0: Now, over the years, as we've been doing uh, this particular segment, we have come up with all sorts of goodies and stuff for you and for your storage solutions. And this is one of those ones that you're going to be like, how have I lived all this time without a set of these? And what I'm talking about here are monkey fingers. Now, if you don't know what monkey fingers are, these things are bungee cords, but they are fully adjustable. So you'll never have to worry about having the wrong size bungee again, having to wrap it around something three or four times just to, you know, eat up the length or putting three or four of them together because you need to get that length. Monkey fingers come with a lifetime warranty. They're made in California of marine grade cord. That means it's going to last for a long time. Perfect for use on your ATV, Jeep, truck, utility trailer, and more. These bungees use no metal, which means no scratches, cuts, or injured eyes. Monkey fingers bungee cords adjust from 6 inches all the way up to 39 inches in length and stretch to a maximum of 60 inches. That is plenty of reach. And, uh, of course, uh, this two-pack that we will have a link to is only 20 bucks. You can get it on Amazon.com, and these will be the last two bungee cords you will ever have to buy. No monkeys were injured during the making of Monkey Fingers. Well, now that you must have a set of Monkey Fingers for your own gear bag, and I would highly recommend you get a set, we'll make it easy for you. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the link in the show notes for Episode 403.
4: Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to hear a little bit about some events that are happening in your hometown and around the nation in Wheeling Ware. Tammy, the dog needs to go out. Yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> so a little explanation. Uh, uh, Tammy and Josh, uh, from the days we used to do uh, live video, they uh, they still send video. And actually, Tammy still waves at the opening whenever we're... She's waving to you guys. That is uh, That was pretty cool. And every once in a while, I'll see the dog walk back and forth behind her. <laughs> Honestly,
0: I got nothing going on. Uh, really, uh, my Jeep's been parked for the better part of a week. I haven't uh, started or driven it or anything. But uh, this weekend, planning on tearing into it a little bit and addressing that exhaust leak that I um, have been dealing with for, for a little while now. So um going to finally have some time now that I don't have to daily drive the Jeep anymore. I uh, have some time to tinker at it at my leisure. And, uh, and can uh, uh, go ahead and tackle a little bit about uh, that this weekend and at least get the, uh, the header pulled off and, um, and, and examined uh, and, and make just a double check uh, and make sure that I don't have any leaks actually on the header itself. I'm fairly certain that, it, that it's good and it's all sealed up and everything and my leak is is up by the manifold itself. Uh, so it'll just be a matter of um, just kind of re- loosening things up, adjusting things into place and torquing it all back down Worst case scenario, because this all started when I had my exhaust hanger, uh, the central exhaust hanger, rewelded on, and the and the exhaust shop that did the uh, um, the fabrication and welding for me for that bracket uh, ended up jacking on the jacking on jacking up the exhaust um, with one of those you know uh, rotating support thingamajiggers, and and um, I think they put a little too much torque on it. Uh, because, uh, shortly thereafter I started developing an exhaust leak and well, yeah, I'm not going to say it's all their fault, but it's all their fault. I would go with it. So, that. yeah, that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going with. And that's what I'm going to do. So it's uh to the park store, grab a new exhaust manifold gasket and, uh, and then just start wrenching. Um, and the number of times I've done this, I should be able to have that exhaust manifold off in about a half hour or less.
2: <laughs> Such a pain in the ass. It is. It wouldn't be so bad, Uh, you know. I actually, it was really stupid. After doing the uh, the exhaust, changing out the exhaust uh, header a few times, uh, twice I think, uh, it dawned on me. You know, this would be a lot easier if I removed that uh, air filter box. Oh (laughs) yeah,
0: (laughs) and it was. (laughs) <laughs> yep, that and the uh, uh, the power steering pump's got to come out uh, that's, other than that. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be so awful. bad
2: if it wasn't the power steering pump, but having to take that off and, uh, you know, you gotta, you're gotta going to have to loosen up the belt anyway to get it off. Uh, you know, I've I got to do the same thing to mine. I've got a, the, the new header uh, out there in the garage, had it for a while, and uh, uh, I hit a big uh, a big puddle of water. Uh, when I say puddle, it wasn't really a puddle. It was, you know, several inches deep and I think that it uh, if it was Small cracked, estuary,
0: it was a labeled body of water on Google Maps it was, Maps, a, it you was know. a swimming
2: pool but I was able to winch myself out <laughs> before the police got there So <laughs> off the diving board <laughs> right through the shallow Period. end just yeah. came right up the stairs no problem <laughs> so uh, but after hitting that water uh, what crack was probably there got a lot worse and uh so i'm at the point now where you know i can be driving by 18 wheelers on the freeway at 70 miles an hour and i can hear the ticking so that gives you an idea how bad it is that's probably what you're experiencing yeah very very similar so yeah it's it's got to get addressed and and mind you i've got bad ass motor mounts uh and uh, I actually I don't have a badass transmission mount but when I I, I just haven't been able to get to putting the uh, the long arm uh system on my Jeep but I I'm going to have a badass transmission mount whenever that goes in there uh if I can get everything else fixed damn it uh you know I got a wheeling thing coming up in uh, October and I'm trying to get it all set up I got the ball joints replaced uh, I I don't I mean technically I don't have to fix the exhaust leak but it would be so much nicer to actually yeah. you know not have to have that noise and uh i've got to get me some new wheels uh and thank you for, wow. uh, to, to the people out there that were uh giving me some suggestions for uh fake bead locks or bead locks i i couldn't find any that were were good priced except for the the fake bead locks uh and, and josh you and i had uh, discussed it before i think it was the uh uh, not the Pro. What's that thing called? The Comps. The Pro Comps. There we go. Pro comp. yeah. Uh, they were they were pretty cheap. Uh, and the only reason I'm doing that is because I've got 10-inch wheels now. And uh, everybody says the, the the wisdom is if you air down, you really need to have uh, wheels that are a little narrower. Otherwise, you might break the bead. So, I figured before I get my necks and tires, I need to get some, uh, some wheels to put them on. So, you just get all set up properly for that uh, off-road event uh, that I'll uh, be going to. Hopefully... Um, I'll be uh, taking it off-road more often because uh, even though the summer has been very hot, I have not seen uh, the 230 degrees that I've uh, uh, often seen past, uh, not often, every summer uh, yeah. here. I've always seen 230 degrees when I get off the freeway after driving 70 miles an hour and coming up to a stoplight. Uh, it'll, it'll run up to 230, and then it will cool down as I drive uh, to the house. So, I am not seeing that. I think 212 is the, the most that I've seen. Uh, very I've nice. been chasing this for a very long time. I, I hate I even know. suggesting that it's fixed, but it, it very well could be. Don't want to jinx yourself now. <laughs> no.
4: Yeah, no. knock on wood. Well,
0: would you like to join in on the campfire side chat? We'd love to have you. Pull up a chair, crack an adult beverage, and join in on the fun. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com slash contact and find out all the ways you can reach out to us. And, like I said, join in on the fun. Now let's get to some events from around the world and maybe even in your neck of the woods. Don't forget to let us know about an event that you are planning or are involved with, volunteering with. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com contact, click and fill out our wheeling wear form. All that information comes to us, we'll get it out to the masses. Coming up October 17th through the 18th in Oliver Springs, Tennessee, is the Windrock Park Fall Jam. They're going to have guided rides, obstacle courses, a poker run, drag races, mud bog, even a mud bog for the kiddies. Huge raffle, including a grand prize with a Yamaha Wolverine side-by-side. Pretty cool stuff right there. Like I said, happening October 17th through the 19th in the at the Wind Rock Park uh, in Oliver Springs, Tennessee. And happening the uh, same weekend, October 18th, is the uh, Badlands Off-Road Adventure with their Death Valley Expedition. Uh, this is happening just outside of Ridgecrest, California. It's actually a four-day trip covering the north and the west end of Death Valley, Saline Valley, and Eureka. Pretty cool. If you're into uh, some serious off-roading into uh, the Overland sort of stuff, this might be one of those runs for you. Uh, Like I said, happening October 18th, and this one is uh, presented by Badlands Off-Road. So uh, we'll have, uh, of course, more information, more events, and links. Visit the JeepTalkShow.com website for this episode, and you can get all the information for these and other events. That's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Don't forget, the power of the Jeep Talk Show is in your hands. If you like what we're doing, then be sure to like and share what's on our Facebook page. And be sure to tell a friend about it, too. So, until our trails meet again, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. The Jeep Talk Show. It's not just for breakfast anymore.
2: Podcasting since 2010.